Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Jeff! How are you doing, Jeff? I am just fine and dandyful. How are you today, David? I'm doing great. Another excellent episode of Survivor, I thought. I'm a huge fan of the season, really enjoying it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a very special guest with us. If you are watching, you can obviously see. We have the one and only Ben Watersworth from Survivor Oz. How are you doing, Ben? Doing right. It's doing fantastic. I'm not used to being watched at the same time as I'm talking, so um, I'm a bit, uh, you know, I can't pick my nose and, and do weird things today, so I'll be on my best behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get used to it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll, I'll you know, if I, if I feel completely shy, I'll just cover my face, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben is an expert podcaster, but this is his first time using Google Hangouts, so... Yeah, it is. How's that for, you know, expert podcasting after <laughs> doing this for how many years? And you, you, you invite me to Google Hangouts, and it's the first time I've used it. So, I, you know, thank you for breaking my Google Hangout genity. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad you, uh, you are willing to take that leap with us. Yes, and you've been nice and gentle so far, so thank you. <laughs> But uh, anyways, we're glad to have you on. Uh, obviously, if you haven't, if you're a Survivor fan and haven't heard of Survivor Oz, uh, you haven't been on the internet. So, but essentially, uh, Survivor Oz is isn't it's Australia's number one Survivor radio show. Is that what it is? Let's or say number one. I mean, we are the only, so that does make <laughs> us number one. So, <laughs> I think we're, we're the only one dedicated to Survivor. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, there haven't been any imitations yet, so uh, please, if there's any Australians listening, start your own so we can compete. Yeah. I'd like, like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again, if you haven't heard about it, uh, Ben's uh, has the goal of trying to get uh, to interview every single Survivor contestant that is possible to interview. Mm -hmm. Yes, but, uh, yes. Slow how process. Uh, we're up to what are we up to? Two hundred and forty-seven, I think. Um, so we're—I mean, we're over halfway. That's that's the main thing. Um, but you know, we're we have fluctuating patches where we'll just get a heap in, and then at the moment we're kind of in our lull phase where we're not getting many people responding to us, or uh, people said yes, just aren't getting back to us. So yeah, we're trying. Uh, we're you know, kind of really hanging out to the end of the season so we can. Uh, Start pursuing the uh, the Kagayan folk. So um, yeah, but you know, look, we we don't give up. We still think we can do it, and um, it's a it's a lengthy process. We realize it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. <laughs> I was excited that you recently got Teresa Cooper. I was uh, yes. excited about that one. Yeah, she was great. She she's been one of these ones that sort of had. Uh, um, been on and off that that we've been talking for a while and it just it didn't really happen because I mean she's a flight attendant so she's jet setting around the world so um, yeah to finally knuckle that in I mean there's there's lots of people that are like that that we are constantly talking to it just due to their their lifestyle and sort of what they're doing and that sort of stuff it just has never worked out so yeah to to get in T Bird was great she gave a great chat and um, yeah very entertaining it was it was worth the wait yeah but. Let's talk uh, some about Survivor uh, Kagayan. What is your, what's been your initial thoughts of this season so far, Ben? I absolutely love it. Um, I we sort of we're in the the lead up phase to our our award ceremony of the Oscars, and we get um, basically myself and all our our helpers, the Oslets, to rank the seasons each year. And um, I've actually put it in my top ten. I think it's that great of a season already. Um, you know, I'm, I I say best 
new season since One World. That's not that hard. Um, as in new <laughs> players. Um, but I mean, I, I love One World. I'm one of like the three in the world that do. But um, I mean, I I think sort of. It's just been very entertaining every week. You don't know what to expect. Um, you know, as soon as you think, oh, here comes the the crappy part of the season. It's going to go downhill. It doesn't. Um, I mean, I thought that with Blood vs. Water, but I think this is Trump Blood vs. Water. Um, and yeah, I I'm sort of the first time I feel since about Heroes Villains that I've actually almost been counting down the days for the next Survivor episode, like just eagerly waiting to to see what happens next. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's I think it's been a great season. Now, will it detract from your top ten if Cass wins? No. <laughs> I don't mind Cass, actually. Um, funnily enough, I, I mean, she annoys me sometimes, but she's she's entertaining. I mean, honestly, out of all the five that are left, there really isn't anyone that I could say that would win that would all of a sudden be like, oh, you know, that takes it away. I mean, maybe Trish, but... Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think no, I wouldn't, wouldn't no. <laughs> what did you? Am think? I alone there? Am I alone there? Does everyone else hate Cass or? Yeah. Um, I can appreciate Cass for what she brings to the show. However, I out of everyone, if she won, well, I'd be first completely shocked if people voted for her to win. But uh, I'd be it'd be more like a, a WTF ending to me. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Which I guess the whole season has been a little bit like that. So. Well, it has been, hasn't it? You know, I mean, every time it looks like there's a lock to win, they go. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I still think that pretty much everyone left in the game has a chance to win, having said that. Like, obviously, people like Cass and Trish, you know, are in the very small percentage of chances to win even Woo. Um, but, you know, it's... Cass is... The thing with Cass, though, is behind Tony and... And Spencer, she's got the third most confessional. She's got like 40 or 50 odd. So, but again, you know, confessionals don't win you Survivor, but she's getting a lot of airtime, I suppose, compared to, to, to Trish and Wu, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, what, what, do you have any thoughts to add to that? No, I mean, I, I, I personally like Trish. I think Trish actually has a really good shot at winning. Um, but. Yeah, in terms of confessionals, though, I mean, you and I kind of had a long discussion about confessionals last time, so I know you, you're you sympathetic to that sort of analysis. And um, Wu has the s smallest I've ever seen someone who I still think has a chance of winning, if that sentence makes sense. It makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, Wu I'm has glad, the I'm glad, you, I'm glad you think that he has a chance of winning, because I know a lot oh. of people that don't think he does, and I think he does. At least after after last night, especially, I think last night might be his best edit yet. Hmm. It's kind of it's, it's almost I'm seeing in a lot of people that do think he. I think it's sort of the Fabio edit that people are saying that he's if he wins he'd get. Um, right. And but yeah, no, I, I definitely can see Wu winning. Um, you know, it wouldn't be the most strategic and you know overall complete gameplay person to win, but I mean, that doesn't always win you Survivor, does it? So Right. Well, and it's interesting that people are comparing to Fabio, where if you go to the votes, like if you look at Tribal Councils, Spencer's actually the Fabio. <laughs> voted out of the majority like five times. I think at 50% of the time he votes wrong. And I think the opposite is that Tony's the only one, I believe, to vote on the majority every single time. I think I read that stat last night, so, yeah. Trish? No, because LJ and Jeffra. Yeah, so you know, yeah, it's, it's you're only probably Tony. Right. 
And um, also, Cass, if she can win in a unanimous vote at the end, she hasn't got a vote against her yet this game, so she's going for a perfect game, Cass. <laughs> Either a perfect game or a sugar game. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Didn't think about that one. Good point. <laughs> um, but uh, how do you think the uh, the initial season, or the initial twist of the season, Brains, Beauty, Brawn, how did you like that? How do you think that played out? I liked it. Um, I think that it was clear that really it wasn't sort of planned. I think sort of they, they kind of came up with that idea after that cast the season because, I mean, there are some people on, you know, brains and brawn that you could have put on beauty and, you know, I honestly think some people on beauty you could have put on brains or brawn. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's, it's sort of been one of these ones that has been long talked about. I think it probably would have suited better an all-star season. Um, you know, that would have been fun if, say, they say this is season 30 and, you know, you had three tribes of 18, you know, contestants in total and they were returning players because there were a lot of articles out there sort of if this was a returning player season, which ones would you bring back? But, I mean, my, my biggest thing is with, with kind of seasons now on Survivor is that it, whether you've got returning players or not, you've always got to have a gimmick and that, you know, we haven't really kind of had a season what since Samoa where there hasn't been like a Heroes vs. Villains, you know, One World, a Redemption Island, you know what I mean? There's some sort of gimmick. And as much as I've enjoyed it, I would like them to do a, an all-new player season where it's just it's just Survivor. <laughs> like, you know, th there's no nothing versus nothing or something island, if you know what I mean. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that would require them going to a new location then. Yes. Well, that's true. Possibly next season, I've heard. So. Well, yeah. I just heard, spo spoiler, uh, we're going to be talking about potential sites for next one. I just heard that they're going back to Nicaragua. I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard that one. Am I allowed to say where I've heard, or is that too spoilerific? Well, I just told where I heard. So. Oh, okay. Well, true. Well, <laughs> I've heard uh, Malaysia, not Borneo as such, but somewhere else in Malaysia, uh, or I've heard Cambodia. So that's what I've heard. Yeah, I think it was realityblurred.com uh, where he's, he's had an article saying that uh, it's going to be filmed in the, the same place as Nicaragua and Redemption Island. But there was uh, a public notice on the beaches saying it's closed from April 21st through September 21st. Um, okay. And it was attributed to Clover Bay SA, which is a subsidiary of SEG International, which is the company. There you go. Sounds quite concrete there. Yeah. So unless, unless he's completely lying, like he has a completely horrible source. Which we, we, we had a random one here in, in Tasmania that um, somebody went to a random beach in Tasmania and made up this press release that <laughs> this beach was going to be closed for filming Survivor. Um, and, like, I, I had media people contacting me because they thought, like, this was a thing that we were doing, like some sort of joke. And we were like, <laughs> we never heard of it until somebody rang me up about it. And um, it was, nobody to this day knows what the hell it was about. <laughs> um, so it was so strange. So hopefully, maybe this guy's doing that. He's, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying that. I would. Uh, I'm not like that's not the place where I'm really. Oh yeah, let's go back to Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it to me, I, I liked the season Nicaragua. It's it's not one of these ones though that you remember the location too much because I think really from Samoa onwards, 
I know there's been three different locations, well, four technically, because there's been two different in the Philippines, but they kind of gel in the same, don't they? Like, tropicalish, islandish kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, Nicaragua had really uh, poor ocean conditions, so they couldn't do a lot of water challenges or anything. So yeah. that's also yeah. a little disappointing to me. Yeah, but. exactly, exactly. Anyways, yeah, hopefully the, that one's wrong and we're going, you know, somewhere brand new. But uh, we could be going to Nicaragua or we could be going to Malaysia or we could be going, who knows, not America. Freaking Ukraine, that, that's literal <laughs> survivor. <laughs> survivor Ukraine. <laughs> yes, you know, it will turn into Survivor Russia halfway through, so... <laughs> You just come on in the merge episode and the logos change, Survivor Russia. <laughs> yes, yes, there might be, you know, some, some, some gay contestants that Putin's just happened to, you know, oh, they've been voted out. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the merge episode takes on a whole new meaning if Russia merges with Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> and the buff's just the national flag, actually, the Ukraine flag to the, you know, the white, red, and blue. Not only are two tribes going to become one, but we're now going to have two countries become one. I have the president of Ukraine here, along with, <laughs> along with Putin. Jeff Probst, two as countries forced to fight together. As long as one of the challenges is called Putin says, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, look, we're working out ideas here. And also, they go to Europe for the first time. You've ticked off all the continents. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yes. <laughs> and this would be called failed survivor seasons. <laughs> yes, there's a there's a whole article there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a it, it can be a top ten for you. Top ten worst locations to have survivor. Yes. Oh, look, you'd have to extend that. I think. <laughs> it'd, be more, it'd be like a part one of ten. Yeah, top one hundred. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. Before we talk about the most recent episode, any standout characters or standout moments from this season so far, besides this most recent episode, obviously? Well, look, you know, I'm, obviously you say Tony, Spencer, you know, but I mean, sort of pushing them aside, I mean, have we all forgotten about Jatia already? <laughs> sort of those crazy moments of, of Jatia. Um, you know, I, I loved I loved Jatia, and I love the fact that everyone was so wrong about Jatia. That everyone pregame, oh, she's gonna win. She's so good. Look at her. She's a beauty queen. Is now a nuclear engineer. There's no way she's not gonna win this game. And <laughs> yeah, she did the complete opposite of uh, <laughs> what everyone thought. Um, and oh, look, there's just been so so many this season. Um, God, just I think it's it's kind of almost a season where you're gonna remember everyone as well. If you know what I mean, like even. Even the dull characters have got something about them. And then, of course, you've got Morgan, which we could just talk about for, like, five hours here tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, well, I, I, I talk a little too much on Survivor and maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, she favorited one of my tweets yesterday, guys. Can I just say that? She favorited one of my tweets. Well, Congratulations. You you're, in a, you're among an elite group. Yes, um, she's she's actually one of the um, the very few this season that seems to reply to what people say to us. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'd let you talk about Morgan for five hours, but this is a family show. 
so. <laughs> yes, yes, very true. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's talk about. Let's see if we can get five hours of uh, Morgan's strategic ability. <laughs> sure. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> the first two or three episodes, maybe after that, there's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this this season has so had so much that even some on a normal season, some bigger moments, like I even tend to forget, oh yeah, Trish and Lindsay had this whole big thing and Lindsay quit. Like I I even forget that. Like that was a pretty big thing at the time. But I mean like so much has happened since then that it sort of just slips your mind. Well it's kind of all about the cast, you know, flip sort of that everyone was so against when it happened and everyone hated on Cass. I mean, sort of back to what we're saying, people still are hating on Cass. But um, that move seemed to get forgotten within a couple of weeks, if you know what I mean. You know, it's, it's not kind of like the Cochrane move, which was just being talked about still week after week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, I suppose that goes to show the the parallels between a season like South Pacific where maybe all they had was Cochrane's flip and coach. Um, and whereas this season, there's so much happening that something as big as that is just pushed aside pretty quickly. Yep, yep, I agree. So let's uh, let's talk more about uh, specifically this most recent episode of uh, Survivor uh, Kagayan. What uh, what did you think of the whole Cass versus Tony fighting? Uh, to me or Jeff? Did, did Jeff want to speak? I feel like I'm talking too much here tonight. <laughs> oh, no, I speak all the time. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Chime in though, because I I feel like I'm talking too much. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it was fun to watch, but kind of cringeworthy because particularly the whole, um, you know, oh Tony called me a bitch, you know, and then like she was so adamant that that she was called that, and then it just turned into this fight. And for the first time this season, Tony's pretty much telling the truth. <laughs> um, and you know, it was it was it was kind of you felt for Tony because you could see how much he's. You know, I didn't call you that. I didn't. Actually, I didn't try and do his voice there. Please, officer, I didn't do that. I didn't do it. Um, and you know, and Cass is just kind of on a little tangent there, and her, her comment, Nino, Nino, Tony, and just going on. And and it, it was interesting enough that it then brought out Tony admitting that he has the special idol with yeah. special powers. Um, so I liked it. It was fun to watch, but again, it was a bit cringeworthy. And I thought it was setting it up for a, for a Cass vote out. I just immediately was like, yeah, Cass is gone. After all this, but um, yeah, uh, I suppose again the editing season has been interesting enough that um, they pulled the wool over our eyes a little bit, didn't they? So, yeah. I, 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 it was it was interesting to watch. And just so just so you know, Cass did apologize over Twitter. Yes, I saw that. Yes, but it's sort so. of like the thing of the boy who cries wolf. You know, you lie enough times. No one's gonna believe you when you actually are telling the truth. <laughs> yes, well, Spencer kind of said that, didn't he? I um, I loved their little exchange that they were having about, you know, oh, how many times have you been shot at, and oh, do you go in and get nervous? And he's just kind of like, oh, three times. Oh no, I'm not nervous at all. And, um, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. at, at one point there, I was actually thinking that Cass was doing it as sort of like strategy, like, hey, let's make this story up that he called me a bitch to see if everyone believes me, mm-hmm. and then you know turn him against him. I mean. You know, if that's what she could have admitted that she was doing, then it could have been smart. <laughs> but it wasn't, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I also like how Tony was just sort of, you know, he was saying that this cast acted like a four-year-old. I think he sort of did too, where he was like, 
he's getting mad that Cass was one upping her, so one upping him, so he's just well, I have the special idol, so there. Nah, 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 nah. But it's it's yeah, and I mean it's kind of interesting that that's how it comes out that he's got the special idol because you know I mean I think there's most people seem to believe that he should just tell people that he's got it because no matter what he can't be voted out. So walk around puffing his chest like you know, and it's and it's funny that no one believes him. Um, but I, I actually read um, that in Dalton Ross's uh, recap that in Jeffra's exit interview, she actually said that they all are aware that Tony had two idols. So that, um, that's the one that he pulled out the other week and that Spencer was like, that's fake, that's fake. Um, I think he Jeffra said that he admitted that it was real or they all at camp found out it was real so that when he found the second one and he was walking around with it, they all knew that he had two idols. So that's according to Jeffra. So I, I didn't know if you guys were aware of that and I only learnt that yesterday. So... Um, you know, really sort of cast and all that, you know, oh, you're telling the lie, telling a lie, I mean, that's kind of interesting, knowing that, that, that they apparently know that he has two idols, so, yeah. yeah. What did, uh, what were your thoughts on the reward challenge? We had the, uh, knock the puzzle pieces over and put them back together. I actually really liked it. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was the first time we've ever seen that challenge, isn't it? So... Um, I mean, we've had kind of similarish ones, but um, I I really liked it. I like it when we get a new challenge, and it was something a bit different. The comeback was great from uh, from Spencer and that, and uh, absolutely loved the reward because I love cultural visits to sort of yep. see the the location that we're filming at, and sort of you know going back to what we're saying before that you know we don't get new locations anymore, so it's rare that we see them. So um, yeah, it was it was it was great. I loved it, and. Um, you know, the the result was interesting. It saw them being able to strategize and go off on their little trip, and um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I love these. I'm so glad they finally went back to not even a cultural challenge, but also one where you're helping out the community, sort of a thing. Because it's been a long time since we've had one of those. I'm pretty sure. I think I remember Token Chains. They went to like a Brazilian family's home, didn't they? Um, I don't know if they did thing on like Samoa or Nicaragua. I just the, the token chains one stands out because that was Taj. I think went with that, wasn't it? And they went to like a house in, you know, local house. But um, like giving back, like as you were saying, like I mean, obviously that just brings back memory of like Lex and Lex and Ethan back in yeah. Africa. So um, yeah, and and Jeff, I, I read in a, his posting with um, Dalton as well, saying that they always try to leave a, a location better off. To when they came into it, if you know what I mean. So, um, I mean, there are obviously things that the the production crew and, and CBS would do behind the scenes that we don't necessarily see to, you know, help bolster the Filipino community and everything like that. But when we actually get to see it on TV, like we did, it, I think it's it's great. It's and it, you know, it gives you a that cultural aspect that we really got in the first you know, 13 or 14 or so seasons when they went to so many different countries and we saw the cultures of these countries, which, yeah. again, now you don't get to see anymore. Well, again, and back then, the twist was the location. That the, yeah. the, You know, the twist was, oh, where are they actually going? You know, exactly. oh, what's this? Or even, like, Pearl Island, oh, it's pirates because of the location. Like, location was everything. And now 
locations is nothing. It's just where can yeah. we get? <laughs> and it's probably, I mean, China was really the last one where you were kind of like, wow. I mean, yeah, Gabon. But, I mean, I think with Gabon, we'd had Africa before. And they tried to pass it off as, what, Earth's last Eden. And then we had Token Chains, the Brazilian Highlands. But I, I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, to me, Gabon and Token Chains were never like, wow, because we'd already had Africa in Season 3 and we'd already had the Amazon in Brazil in Season 6. So, yeah, they did parts of the country. It's kind of like if they came back to Australia and maybe actually went to the real outback and not the fake outback, um, <laughs> it, it might be better. I mean, maybe from an Australian perspective, it's going to be different, but I don't know how about you guys. Like, oh, yeah, back to Australia again. whoop de doo So. Jeff, any thoughts? I loved Gabon. You did? I'm not, yeah, I, I thought Gabon was quite possibly the best location they've ever been in. Okay. I thought it was drastically different than the other Africa, just because in the Africa... Uh, you were more in like Sahara Desert, whereas Gabon, you were almost in like African rainforest. Like so, that it was, was it was picturesque. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, it, I just don't think it had like the awe of. I mean, again, that's probably just me. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> ben hates Gabon. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't hate Gabon. Um, if it wasn't for Gabon, we wouldn't have a show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like. I, I liked kind of like the shot, oh, Africa, wow, and then it's like, oh, Africa again. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> what do you mean if it wasn't for Gabon, we wouldn't have the show? Well, if it wasn't for Gillian Larson, I don't believe Survivor Oz would exist. So. Um... Oh, you? I thought you meant we wouldn't have Survivor. I <laughs> oh, no, I, mean, I, meant, I meant from a personal <laughs> selfish standpoint there. Well, I mean, look, you know, if like, it wasn't for Gabon season I 17. Don't understand. <laughs> Without season 17, there couldn't have been an 18, Jeff. <laughs> Exactly. You know, they couldn't no, have sustained yeah. 18. And everyone would have been really confused. I can't <laughs> count. CBS don't know how to count. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really cool with the uh, the cultural uh, reward that we got to see uh, this new side of Wu. I think it was very cool to see him come out of his shell and everything. And then, and then we had Spencer, who called all the children monsters. And I was like... Uh, I don't think this is quite endearing us to, to, to Spencer, but it's, it's entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> well, I mean, Spencer, um, the thing that gets me with him is that he would be a brilliant poker player because his facial expressions, like, you just can't tell anything with him. When he wins immunities, you're like, oh, I'm so happy. And then, oh, I'm so upset. Like, I know he's got this kind of, like, crunk on his mouth that he does. I can't do it. But, um, so, I mean, like, you know, when he's saying he doesn't like him, then all of a sudden, like, oh, but these kids are okay. It's like, well, are you being sarcastic? I mean, what, what's going on there, Spencer? <laughs> yeah, I thought Garrett was the expert poker player there. Well, we saw how that played out, didn't we? <laughs> You'd watch like 5,000 hours of Survivor to get in preparation and every season like 100 times each. And, you know, I, I feel sorry for Garrett. I really do. He spent more time watching Survivor than he was on Survivor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that that is so true. Yes, I I I feel so sorry. I mean, he was somebody that I actually picked was going to go far. Um, and again, I think it's kind of like a classic case in Survivor of what he did was stupid because it didn't work. But if it had have worked, then you know he would have still been in the game. Uh, that's, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. But if it had have worked, then yeah, maybe it would have been betrayed completely differently. I don't know. But I I feel sorry for Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jeff, you're a huge Wu fan. Why did you think of the Wu during the whole cultural challenge? Or I mean, I think, I think, yeah, because of that scene, this is his best episode yet. It really, I think that scene was showing us why, if Wu wins, he wins. Right, and we haven't really seen him be a social player yet, and I think that scene is showing us how he could win a social game. Yes, because he's obviously not going to win the strategic based on the next scene that he's in. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely consider that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, can you imagine, him, like, you know, if his girlfriend or somebody proposes to him or that, you know, like, oh, we will love you, will you, will you marry him? Well, I'll definitely consider that. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked how they added it to have, like, 30 seconds of dead silence and Wu just... <laughs> My favorite Wu, I like there's the two Wu moments this episode. He's handing out the book bags and he's like, "Yeah, book bags, woo!" And he actually says "woo." Um, I love it when he says "woo." I know it's awesome. And then at the the opening bit when um when Cass is saying about the whole bitch comment and they're sitting in that little um the the, the shelter and Trish is like to Tony like, "Yeah, they all heard it. Trish heard it. Wu heard it." And Wu's like, "Me?" <laughs> the look at his face when he's like, "Me?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wu's great. I love Wu. Yeah. I, and I also love when Cass was explaining it. She's like, yeah, you, Spencer, and Wu were talking behind the shelter. Well, Wu wasn't talking, but <laughs> Spencer and Wu were talking behind the shelter. <laughs> yes, yes. And he's, um... Well, apparently... Go. Sorry, I was interrupting you. Well, apparently, because I read, I think it was Jeffrey's interview... One of one of her interviews, you know, out there, like I think Cass even said it in this episode, Wu was all he was like ninja and stealth and was just so quiet and wouldn't really say anything to a lot of the people. I think he probably talked more to Tony and maybe Trish and everything, but for a lot of people, he was just more that silent. Uh, I think Jeffrey used the word sneaky, just sort of uh, sneaky, just sort of there and more aloof. So, uh, well, Wu, Wu has had more confessionals than Trish now. So, yes, um, by, like, one. But Yeah, but I, I found that kind of interesting because, you know, Wu's kind of, most people say, like, the invisible person, but, um, you know, and people talking about Trish's game, Trish's kind of turned invisible in, like, the last month, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how they've edited it. I'm, I'm very happy that they haven't turned the editing into like they did with Russell Hans with Tony, where they're just yeah. showing... I mean, he had a couple episodes there where he was the star, but if you look at this season as a whole, you know, there were quite a few episodes where he, he wasn't one of the main characters, which I, I appreciate, that we're getting a wide variety. Well, this is the thing, too, that um, I find fascinating, is that, yeah, everyone was sort of starting to go, like, oh, this is now the Tony show, this is like this, blah, blah, blah. But before this episode, we had three episodes in a row where every single person got at least one confessional. And at this middle point of the season, that hadn't happened since China, I think I worked it out. So, um, yeah, Tony's getting a lot of confessionals. Spencer's getting a lot of confessionals. But at the same time, everybody else is still getting at least one or two an episode. Trish didn't get one this episode, so, I mean, it kind of it broke that streak. But yeah, like with Russell, I mean, the guy's gotten 108 confessionals. Uh, Natalie, I think, got 19. Um, <laughs> you know, and he had two episodes basically near the end which he didn't have any confessionals. So that's the unbalanced nature of that. Whereas, you know, Tony now, what, 69 confessionals he's had. 
uh, for the entire season. But, I mean, Cass has had a confessional every episode. Wu's only had two episodes where he hasn't had a confessional, you know. So, I mean, Trish has had now three. But still, it's it's kind of... I mean, Tasha had one every episode, at least one every episode. So there's consistency there that, yeah, we're getting dominance from one or two people, but still getting other people having a say. Yeah. Do you think that... Well, let's jump ahead a little bit. Do you think that Cass and Wu made the right move of voting Tasha off and not doing the whole idol flush scenario? Yes, because Tasha and or Spencer get to the end, they win. Um, and they know how strong she is in challenges. She loses the challenge. You've got to get rid of her. Um, I love Tasha. I thought Tasha was going to win for the last like two or three weeks. Um, so I was sad to see her go. But absolutely, and but particularly that Tasha is kind of putting that out there into their head that Tony's the next Russell Hance. And in my mind, Cass. The only way I think Cass could win this game is if it's a final two. She's with Tony, and the jury is so bitter against Tony that Cass will win. Um. So I think maybe Cass is possibly also thinking that, that she's also thinking, well, Tony's, you know, whatever. I mean, the thing that really kind of surprised me, and again, it maybe wasn't shown because it didn't pan out the way that they initially were showing it, and maybe Tony was planning on doing it, is that I would have assumed that Tony would have given his second idol to Trish so that he could play his super idol, and then that basically negates any votes against those two, obviously. So then Tony and Trish can decide who goes home at that point. And I thought then Cass was going to go home. Um, but, yeah, absolutely they made the right decision because, you know, again, having said all that, if they if, if what Jeffrey said is true and they know that he's got two idols, they might have assumed that too. So had they just ignored that fact or whatever and tried to risk it, then, you know, ultimately one of them would have gone home anyway. So, you know, it's smart. Yeah. And and it wasn't strategically. I think if Tasha was in the finals, no matter who she was up against, she was probably going to win automatically. Yeah, absolutely. And I still think Spencer, if he's in that final tribal council, no matter who he's up against, he will win. Um, you know, it's the underdog story. It's you know, it's the Denise from Philippines. It's you know, if Rupert or Jenna had got to the end in All Stars, you know, they were so bad at the start of the season in terms of their tribe. Once again, we're seeing in this final in this three tribe season. That that tribe that sucks so badly at the start, that loses all the time, always gets at least, well, two people in the final four in the first two. I mean, we've definitely got at least one uh, Brains member in the final four, potentially two. So, um, again, it just goes to show that generically on these three tribe seasons, you always get the sucky tribe having at least a couple of people in that final four, final five, final four. Yeah, if Spencer could pull this out and win, I would say that this is the best underdog comeback story since Vanuatu. So it's a good point because, I mean, Spencer's, every time it looks like he's all of a sudden found a way to get into the majority or get in control, gets ripped underneath him. Um, and I really, unless we're not seeing it, I don't think anybody out there, it doesn't seem to be anyway, is kind of seeing Spencer as playing a strategic game. It almost looks like people just assume he's surviving. But yeah. I think he's very underrated in what he's doing. I think he's, he's playing brilliantly, Spencer. And the fact that he's still there, I mean, if he wins as well, there's been two golden opportunities to get rid of him, hasn't there? Um, yeah. You know, when when Jatia went and was it the LJ one as well. So, um, you know, again, come back to bottom on the bum if he, if he does win it. But absolutely, absolutely. He gets to that end, uh, come back win, 
yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Best underdog. Although Fabio was fairly underdogish. Underdogish? Is that a word? <laughs> but I mean, but like, no, I think Chris, Chris, Chris's was more underdogish. Yeah. Even <laughs> even pre-merge, Spencer wasn't even in control of his original tribe. At least like Denise and Malcolm, they were in control of their you know Matt Singh tribe until yeah. until they were and down he, to the was, old two. <laughs> the switch he was like in control really for kind of like a week, wasn't he? Like at the switch, yeah. he barely had that control. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So if he managed to pull it out, you know. Because he's still the underdog. It's been this so far. Every there's never been a time where he's been in control, except for that. You know, right at the merge, right before cast split. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. It's funny actually. Kind of in. I haven't really been paying. I know a lot of other websites do power ranking. Be honest with you, I haven't seen what other people have been putting. But I know, like in our Spencer has been at number one a couple of times. Um, and it, it. I suppose there's just so many elements of that really, isn't there? As a viewer what we're seeing, how, you know, being fans of the show and sort of reading into the edit and everything like we do, um, you know, that you can put Spencer in that position. But I think, you know, I, I mean, Spencer to me is going to be, whether it's a final, if it's a final two, he will be third. If it's a final three, he'll be fourth. I think he will be like the Rob Sestonino, the Malcolm of this season. Um, Spencer will definitely come back and play again. Like, no question about that. Um, and, you know, to me, he, he it's like they've shoved Malcolm and Cochrane in a blender and you've got Spencer. That's that's my viewpoint. <laughs> Jeff, what are your thoughts on uh, on Spencer? And... Yeah, I think he's got a good shot. Um, I do agree, like, he is kind of being set up to be that just right before the, uh, the finals type of person, but I don't think he, I don't think anyone can beat him in the final two or final three. Um, it, it is weird to have someone who's such an underdog the entire game be be this far and, you know, still have a legitimate shot at winning. It's it's interesting. I'd love I'd love to see him win so that he can say to Jeff Probst, because Jeff Probst said before the game, there's no way Spencer will win this game. So I would love to see that happen so then Spencer can set up because I know Spencer's a huge fan of Survivor I'll be like Probst this is what you said about me in your face <laughs> yeah. yeah what uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the immunity challenge I mean we've, we've seen this challenge before but I thought they they just did a really good job of adding it to make a, an essentially boring challenge pretty suspenseful and entertaining I think Jeff, yeah, uh, Jeff I really liked uh, I really like this immunity challenge. I think it does a good job, especially when they do it like they did this time, where it combines the physical and the mental. Because you could tell they were they were gassed at the end of this challenge. Um, it, it is a little bit boring to watch people count stuff, but <laughs> they made it like you said as exciting as they could. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, I was on the edge of my seats. I wasn't bored, but you look at the premise of oh. This challenge, they're going to run, count things, and come back and record the number. You know, like... <laughs> right. No, I think if they had done something where they let the audience know what the numbers were and then showed us, like, what people were putting so we could have gone along with, like, the no, no, yes, oh, no, oh, God, you know, like, that type of thing, along with the people, it might have been a little bit more interesting. Um, but, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. The, um, I mean, to me, the music is always a giveaway, isn't it? That when they sort of have them there and they're about to, like, pull out the little pole thing and they've got that tense music. 
um, that generally they, they build it up enough that you think. But but having said that, like there was that moment when Tasha looked like she was about to win it, like cause the music was on, like dun 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 dun, and you see her about to pull it out, and you're kind of expecting it to be like you know Tasha wins immunity, but um she didn't, and then all of a sudden Spencer wins it. So yeah, I thought um, they did a good job with the music psyching style because there was that. I think there was another time with Tony where I was like, oh no, Tony's yeah. going. No wait, no, the music exactly. was wrong. And I got I got so excited when I thought Tasha was about to win it because I love records and stats and I wanted her to you know equal the the record for women's immunity challenges in a season and the fact that Jeff Probst mentioned Kelly Wigglesworth in an episode of Survivor 14 years later after she played I had the biggest smile on my face um, so like I was like all oh, for the record I was like yes Tasha's gonna do it because I was all about that last season with Monica being Monica's only fan in the world. Um, she was going to like her fourth immunity as well. But um, these women are getting so close now to that magical four number. And I'm waiting for somebody to get to the five and sort of join, you know, Colby, Terry, and uh, and Tom. So, uh, so close for Tasha. Yeah, but other than that challenge, yeah, it was, as you guys said, you know, a, a potentially boring challenge was, you know, made to look kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the only one that they still they do that I think is absolutely boring that they they haven't redeemed and made interesting to me is the one where they have to put the numbers one through one hundred in order. Ah. I'm like, now we're just counting. <laughs> that is the worst challenge in the history of Survivor. Like, <laughs> I would I would see you know the Medallion of Power return for something rather than watch them. I mean, what sort of challenge is that? But oh, to be like... fair, first. They have to collect the bags and then put well. them in order. So I mean, that adds a little bit of uh, of tension. They should, they should have to. They should have to put them one to a hundred instead of like actually having the numbers. They should be written and they should be written in French. <laughs> or even, or even have like dots randomly placed on the tile and the Braille. number of dots Braille. represent them. That because that would take a long time, especially if they weren't in like rows of ten. But if it was just random dots throughout, like that might actually be something. Well, it but, like, might it's, be harder for them, but I don't think it would be any more entertaining for us, even if that's was... true. <laughs> but it's also like the word endurance challenges when they pump out these like stand on a thing for whatever, and they edit it so it looks like so much time has passed. You feel oh they've been out there for ages. Twenty minutes pops up on the bottom of the screen. I'm like. <laughs> You know, 15 seasons ago, that was four hours. Like, <laughs> even this challenge, you know, oh, they're sweating, they're blah, 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 25 minutes. Um, and I, I, I absolutely fair, love... though, this challenge lasting 20... Think about how long it's going to... I mean, they, they were running back quite a few times. 25 minutes, I think, was a long time for this challenge. I, I love Proats' comment to Trish. And they're like, oh, she looks so worn out and no muscle and... Like, no offense to Trish, she, she's looked like that all season, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. When I don't Trish wanna... walked on the island, Jeff Probst mixed, mistook her for Sarah or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we get to see, you know, the whole Lindsay Trish back. Uh, this time against Cass next episode. I'm looking forward to that. Long overdue, can I add that? <laughs> we've, got, we've been relegated to, uh, you know, Trish wanting to look for papayas and um, saying that Spencer looks skinny. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts you guys have from this, uh, this past episode? Can I just say that um, 
I don't know how you. I don't need to sort of know what you, your guys' take is on Tony. Um, but I, I think this episode really went to solidify that Tony, as much as he perhaps is being a bit overexposed, is a bold, brass player who sort of you know was on the cusp and all this sort of stuff. I think this episode went to show that he's actually quite a smart, strategic player as well. Um, you know, I mean, he was able to and very good at reading people. Like obviously picked up on on Tasha coming back and being a bit too. Um, you know, confident of her position despite the fact she hadn't won immunity and that, that kind of really set the, you know, the, the motions for, for the vote that night. So um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I just think a lot of people are kind of, you know, ratting on Tony and not liking him because they're saying, yeah, it's like Russell all over again. But maybe that is kind of overshadowing the fact that I think he's playing a fairly smart strategic game. Yeah, I think uh, I really liked you guys. Uh, Survivor Oz had a post an article maybe a week ago comparing uh, Russell and Tony, and I, I thought they did it really well. And I think there are huge differences between Tony and Russell. I think Tony realizes that it's a social game, but sometimes he just can't help himself. Whereas, and, and still, he's never like personally attacked someone. And I think that's yeah. why he got so upset with the whole cast thing. Because I, I think he's probably been pretty intentional and out, not like personally bagging anyone. You know, it's all, it's all look, I'm trickery, I'm skeeting, look at me, how great I am. But he's never gone to the, the personal attacks, which I, I think, think too, is very yeah, good. And, and outside the show too, kind of on social media and everything, he's, he's being a bit rustlesque on social media as well, just how he is. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw kind of what looked like a big blowout between him and Stephen Fishback, and it turned out that it wasn't Tony all along, it was some guy on his Twitter. But, um... <laughs> They were like he was abusing Stephen Fishback. I'm like, wow, he really is turning into Russell. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, in all fairness, and I don't want to sort of sit here and talk about Russell all the time, but you know, I think if Russell had only ever played Samoa, we would be different thoughts on the man. You know, obviously playing another two times since. But I, I see the similarities, but like as you said, I also see differences. I mean, I've seen people comparing Tony to Austin Rob instead of uh, of Russell. So yeah. Yeah, and, and ultimately, you know, I think Tony is his own person and he has his own, you know, unique qualities too. So I think I think he has a much, a much closer chance of winning the game than I would, than definitely Heroes versus Villains Russell and probably Samoa Russell. But I mean... It's all down to the jury, isn't it? That's what I find. Like, I mean, we saw the reactions when Tasha was talking about Tony of like Sarah Morgan and Jeffra. You know, they look like clearly they're not going to vote for Tony. Um, yeah. And I mean, to be honest with you, I, I really do think Tony can absolutely win this game. Um, and I would love to see Tony win this game, not only because I like the guy, but also because I'd love to see someone play a game like Tony and win. Um, you know, so it kind of goes to prove that you can kind of play survival like that and still win the votes on the jury, but um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, he's, a, he's essentially a lock for Final Four, because I think it's the last time he can use his idol is the next vote. If he can use it post-Final Four, which Correct. he never usually are, you, you can only use it next, so yeah, so I mean, guaranteed Final Four, um, so like, you know, I think I think he's a fairly safe bet to be at that final tribal council, it's just going to come down to the jury and how Tony handles the jury, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and if Spencer's there with him. Oh, well, exactly. Spencer, there's no chance. Um, so, yeah. Jeff, what are your thoughts on Tony? See, I've I've been of the opinion ever since uh, the new Solana tribe that Tony actually didn't have a chance at winning. 
Um, and the hints for that are when he screams, like, Final Five, Final Five, and uh, stuff like that, cheers during Tribal Council. I agree with you guys that he's conscious about, like, not, you know, not calling Cass a bitch or not, you know, yelling at people or making people feel bad. But I, I don't know. I just don't. I think the jury, the reactions that we're getting from the jury every time someone says something bad about Tony or whenever Tony says something good about himself show pretty clearly that they are not in favor of him. Yeah, I, I I, mean, that's... I definitely agree with that. The, the only kind of thing that I sort of see it as possibly becoming is... I mean, yet Tyson got reactions from Jury not quite as, as bad as Tony's getting, and a lot of them really for, were against Jervis, not so much Tyson. But I still felt that last season Tyson did get a lot of, like, negative looks and reactions from the jury and to me it kind of surprised me that Tyson won as convincingly as he did because similar to Tony so many people are like oh you know you know Tyson's doing this Tyson's doing that and let's try and get Tyson out and it seems to be like that with Tony so but again the edit has just been so different this season to what we've been used to recently so and with like, Tyson, I mean, there, was, there wasn't really an alternative, I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, but, I mean, can you see that perhaps, like, if it's a final three, if it's, you know, if it's a final three of Tony, Trish, and Cass, um, I mean, is Trish's edit really there enough for her to win? I don't know how you guys feel about that, because I really think sort of that invisibility in the last month has hurt Trish's chances of winning this game. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, because sort of going back to the confessionals, what you're saying about, um, in terms of like at this point of the game, like I mean, Trish has got 19 confessionals. Well, at this point of the game, I think sort of you know if you look at previous winners, uh, you know like a Sophie, she'd only had 16 confessionals at this point of the game. She ended up with 26. Um, Natalie, I think, had only had nine freaking confessionals at to this point of the game. We're two episodes to go. Um, but yeah, it's again, this, this is just such a difficult season to read, and that. Aspect. I mean, we all pretty much this time last season were like, Tyson's won this game. We had for like about a month. Um, so, you know, it's great. That's what's great about this season. Yeah, I is like that this a lot that it, it's unpredictable. Yeah, that's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And and no spoilers out there either. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that we know. I was going to say, I, I, um, I, don't, I, I don't read spoilers. Are there spoilers for this season? Do no. they exist? I Nope. I don't think so. The only the only way I think they would have gotten out if those kids from that Filipino school had have gotten onto Twitter like afterwards. <laughs> like, hey, we were just visited by It's just so weird for there to be a season of Survivor. And I mean, I know that the entire cast was prep I, I heard a rumor, this may not may or may not be true. The entire cast was told not to talk to Jim early and they all agreed not to do it as well. So yeah, I love the fact I love the fact that there's such a reputation out there with Jim Early that even CBS is saying don't speak to Jim Early. Well, CBS sued him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they lost because Russell had been feeding him information. Um, but yeah, CBS did sue him for the Samoa and Heroes versus Villains spoilers. And then they're like, we're not gonna sue Russell, so. Exactly. <laughs> I knew all that whole Russell situation that it was kind of Russell was getting the the. You know, he was he did it or whatnot. So yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the thing is that the people who spoil the seasons are almost never crew members or anyone who actually works for Survivor. It's always the cast that lets it certain things slip here or there. So uh, well, I, they, that that's the thing they talk. This is the thing though that like they talk, and no matter what 
happens and what they say and what they threaten with. They talk. They and all there's a couple yeah. of people here. A couple. Of, I mean, Pete, the Survivor contestants before and after interviews tell me tons of stuff, and I'm never going to tell anybody what they tell me because you know I trust enough that they trust me to tell me that, and I'm not recording yeah. or anything like that when I do it. So, you know, they obviously talk. And that's fair enough. We that's what we do, human beings. But it it only takes a couple of people there in the world of the age of the internet and all this sort of stuff, doesn't it? That one thing gets out, then it spreads like wildfire. Right. So what's the worst thing? I mean, I don't want you to tell me who told you, but like, have, what's the biggest spoiler you've ever gotten? Not necessarily. Um, does anyone one time spoil the winner or? They never really spoil winners. I mean, the most part they'll spoil cast and let me know, you know season two in advance who that or you know they're gotcha. being called or things like that. I mean, this isn't like doing this to name names or anything, but it's just kind of like a funny thing that happened during an actual episode when I had Sandra on during Blood vs. Water. Um, I had to edit out something she said because I asked her the question. I said, um, oh, you know, Aris and Tina are doing quite well. Are you uh, worried that they're going to join you as a two-time winner or how do you think they'll compare to you if they win? She straight away says, oh, I know I've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, let's just ask that question again for me. I'll have to edit that out because uh, people will rip shit into for that. So, um, yeah. So that was a funny one that I, I that stands out to me. But yeah, other. I mean, you know, they've told me behind the scenes things and stuff like that. That um, you know, nothing super groundbreaking. I mean, there are some stuff that I think is very juicy that I know a lot of fans would like to hear, but. Um, Again, you know, it's not my place to say I'm not Jim Early. Um, you know, maybe I should be Jim Early so that CBS can sue me and maybe it will lead to me talking to a pro from the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, we've experienced some of the same things with, with people. And, and, you know, every single survivor we've ever talked to has been nothing but, but kindness and, and really great to talk to. And uh, I'm sure the people who aren't so nice don't won't talk to us in the first place so <laughs> yeah i mean even i even i find say the ones that you know you have some negative well i wouldn't say ne i mean i've never really flat out had a negative experience with someone that I'd be like, no, I would never talk to you again, ever. Like, n yeah. you know, even the ones I've had sort of less than memorable experiences with, I would be open to having them back on if they wanted to. But, um, yeah, I mean, to me, for the most part, they're, they're, they're lovely people. You know, there are some people that live on Survivor, whether they won it or they finished in, like, last place. That's their life, and fair enough, good on them. That's, that's what I want to do, that power to them. And the opposite, there are, there are winners and people who are very memorable and everybody adores they just want to move on from the show. That that was part of their life, and they've moved on. So it, it, it's great, and as you guys would know, of course, doing this show is when they're able to give you their time to talk about it, um, to sort of you know help you out on, on your show and that sort of stuff. It, it, I, I just I always feel privileged, no matter who the contestant is, that they are willing to give any time to chat to me. Yeah, okay, they're just regular people like you and I, but um, you know, I just I think it's I, I just feel privileged every time that it, that it happens, no matter who it is. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and I feel like you know, and it's one thing to talk to someone once, but when you, you when you have them on a couple of times, you you do build this sort of friendship and camaraderie. You joke around. Very and much it's so. Really fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree with you. And there are you know people that I would have on every single day of the week, and they would give me their time. I mean, Sandra, going back to Sandra, Sandra is one of those people. Like I could message Sandra right now. Get her on the show in you know an hour. I mean, she's probably sleeping right now, whatever. But I'm like, in general, like you know, someone like Sandra, who's so highly revered in Survivor community, you know, often arguably the greatest contestant ever because she's won twice. Um, 
for her to just be that kind of connected with the fan community, you know, the media community of Survivor, I just think is is amazing. You know, I mean, that would be like if Michael Jordan was just, you know, in in the NBA circles. Oh yeah, I'll do a random podcast in Australia. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, well, we thank you for coming on and talking about uh, Survivor with us. It's always a privilege to have you on. Before we let you go, though. We want to continue our uh, our survivor tradition here of having you go head to head against Jeff in a survivor competition. Bring it! I um I think if it's just time to I, I won last time, didn't I? I'm pretty sure you did. I think, I, think so. I just got there in the end. I just I just like to brag every now and then. Uh. <laughs> right. So the way we're gonna work since Jeff Jeff was complaining last time we did it because there was a lag in his audio. So in Google Hangout, if you go to your upper left-hand corner, there's a button called Chat. It should pop up with the chat bar. So yes, then whoever will types in their initials first, that will be the person who gets the, the question, gets to guess first. So can I, can I test that? So if I go like yeah, that? test it out. There you go. All ah, right. Good call. That's clever. Yes. So now Jeff cannot complain when he loses. Right. I'm sure okay. chat can have lag too. <laughs> but anyways, you ready to hear what this uh, competition is? Yes. Absolutely. We are going to play a competition called Survivor Loved Ones. I am going to give you a season and the name of a survivor. You must tell me the name of their loved one that oh. appeared on that season. Oh, God, I'm lost this. <laughs> Could you, like, reverse it maybe? Yeah, maybe like to say the loved one's name and what survivor. Yeah, <laughs> you want to go that route? I think that I. I mean, I'm trying to just go through who I know and. Uh, I'll just answer I, Laura Bohonan for everything. I think it might be fair. What if you gave us the loved one and their relationship? Oh, I was gonna give you that as well. Yes. Okay, I think that's a little bit more fair. Yeah. Would you be willing to agree to that? The then? survivor's name and their relationship. So, so hypothetically, you'll say Colby mother, and then we've got to come up with her name. Is that is that what? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, 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 I guarantee I've lost this right now. I'll <laughs> probably even put a season, or, or I will if there's you know multiple people of the the same name, just so we know. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. We're gonna start <laughs> off easy and then get harder. All right. Okay. okay. Vanuatu, Chris's fiance. Yes, Jeff. Uh, Lori. That is correct. Point. Lovely woman. Lori's so nice. Love yeah. her. Interviewed her last year. She's great. Get her on. You should get her on this show. She's delight to talk to. Yeah. She is beloved in the Survivor uh, fan community, so that's why she was number one. Got to get the easy ones out of the way. All right. <laughs> next one. Panama, Shane's son. Ah, Jeff. press wrong button. <laughs> uh, Boston. Boston is correct. Two points for Jeff. Tell you, he's going to kick my ass. This is going to be a blowout. I'm guaranteeing you it will be a blowout. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you Matt. can do it. <laughs> All right. Next one. Guatemala, Cindy's sister. Was that Did Jeff? Ben was first. Okay, Ben. I only know that because the name's Mindy, and it sounds yeah, like Cindy. That is correct. 
Hey, I got one! <laughs> All right, two to one as we move on to the next one. Here we go. Ceree's husband. Oh, I love that man. That was Jeff. <laughs> yeah, uh, was HB Jeff. or Honey Bunny? <laughs> I, I'm accepting HB, yes. <laughs> Talk to him too. I, that was a highlight of interviewing Ceree, was getting to chat to HB. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Next one. South Pacific, Brandon's father. Ah. That was uh, that was Ben, right? Yeah. Had to be me that time. Um. Yeah, I've just got Willie in my head, and I know it's not Willie. Nah, pass. Jeff. It was Sean. Sean, Sean that's that correct. How did I not know that? God damn it. <laughs> Don't you remember Russell Hance's wonderfully short-lived home renovation show? <laughs> I've never actually, never actually seen it. I, I, I want to see one it. one episode. And is that enough to, to watch yeah, one episode? it was enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four to one. There's still lots to go, so you can, you can make a comeback, Ben. Here we go. They're getting a little harder, but not too hard yet. All right. Australia, Colby's mother. No. No. Jeff. Is it Teresa? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Free guess, look. Jenny. <laughs> Incorrect. The correct answer was gay. 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 That should stand out, shouldn't it? All right, no one gets that one. Still four to one. As we move on to the next one, Marquesas, Kathy's son. Jeff. Patrick. Patrick is correct. Yes. Good work. Good work. Five to one. What is what is this go to by the way? At what point am I completely out of contention? <laughs> uh, I have about 20 to 24. We'll see how long. Ah, oh, look. Look, if, I don't if, care if he beats me. 23 to 1. I want, I want to get through these. These are fun. I'm going to... Well, I'm going to cut it off at a certain point if we get, like, five in a row that you guys have no idea. Like, because this is escalating and, and difficulty. <laughs> I'm trying to get to three. That's my goal, to get to three. All right. You can do it right here to get to two. All right. Here we go. All-Stars. Jenna Lewis's brother. <sighs> the guy she did a tape with. Uh, oh. Not him, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was his name? Oh, I remember it, but I can't. Look, I'm just going to go in and have a guess because I can. Um, Sean. Incorrect. <laughs> Free guess for Jeff. Um, it was something weird. I don't remember what it was, but I, Billy. No. Jai, J-A-I. Jai, ah. Oh. Jai, Jai. I, I Jai remember because I remember him like taking a drink of water and Jeff Probst going Jai. Oh, actually, I've I've just remembered a couple of family. I hope you bring them up. Actually, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. But okay. sorry, I'm just going to be excited thinking about previous love ones. Get ready for <laughs> the next one. Gabone, Bob's wife. Jeff. Ah. Peggy. Peggy is correct. You know that you can't ask a Bob Crowley question against me, David. <laughs> I will always get it right. All right. Lovely woman, Peggy, as well. Can I just add that? Hello, Peggy. 
One, two, three, four, five. I think that's six for you. Six to one. So we move on. Next one. Caramoan, uh, or no, sorry, not Caramoan. Philippines, Malcolm's brother. I say Lisa's son. I remember that. Brother, actually, wasn't it? Not son. Yeah, it was yeah. brother. Um, Adam. Incorrect. Jeffrey, guess? No. No. All right. The correct answer was Miles. Of course it was. Of course it was. All right. That's uh, we're going to do about three or four more, and then we're going to reverse it to what you guys said, because... Okay. Because <laughs> we're getting to a point of, uh, <laughs> of difficulty here. All right. Next one, multiple seasons, Parvati's dad. Oh, no, far, no. Oh, you got it anyway, good. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. I will accept Mike, Michael, yes, point. Seven to one, as we move on to the next one. I'm officially the Monica Culpepper of this podcast today. <laughs> Maybe you can get two right here, don't lose hope. I could become the Philip Shepherd. Keep hoping. Have... Yes. <laughs> All right. Thailand. Helen's husband. Ah. Oh. The second greatest season in the history of the world. Um. <laughs> no. No one. Nope. No. Jim. Can I just can I... Oh, Jim. Jim, that was my guess. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jim. All right. Uh, we'll do two more and then we'll reverse it. All right, next one. From Pearl Islands, Lillian's husband. Lil's husband. Some idiot. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Morris. Incorrect. Oh, come on. Technically, it is correct. <laughs> I'm not, first names. I'm looking for first names. Oh, his first name is Technicalities. <laughs> Jeff, do you have any idea? John. No, Lonnie. Ah, good old oh, Lonnie. Duh. Lil and Lonnie. All Lil right. Lil and Lonnie. What a couple they are. If you didn't get that one, I'm sure you'll get this one. Uh, not really. Okay. Uh, Dara's boyfriend, Pearl Island. <laughs> If Dara didn't even know it, how are we supposed to know it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the guy that she ended up marrying. I don't think it is. Or is it? No, well, it was. They were engaged, weren't they? Or were they just well, I know she's married. She's got a different last name. She's had a kid now. I'm just trying to... I can't remember when I interviewed her whether that was a guy... they were just dating. I'm just trying to think if they are married now or there was a different guy that she married. Anyway, um, look, I can't... I don't know... Some right. lucky guy, very lucky guy. All right, it was Bradley. 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 Okay, we're gonna switch it up now. I'll okay. give you the loved one's name, and I'll give you the season that they were on, and you tell me what survivor is their loved one. How's that? Okay. That's okay. that's. All right. The next one. Vanuatu, and the loved one's name was Susan. 
Yes, it goes to Ben. Amy? Incorrect. I think that's Chrissy. Jeff? Right? What? Scout? No, the correct answer is Eliza. Eliza's mom. Ah. Hang on. I feel a bit more comfortable with this money guessing, though, because, you know... It's you now you at least have a shot of guessing, not just a random... Yeah. <laughs> Bob or Sam or Jessica, you know. Like. Yeah. All right, next one. This, uh, this could be your, t your uh, second point here, Ben. All right? Thailand, and the loved one's name is Jenny. I think that was Ben. It's got to be Brian, isn't it? No. Oh, what? That's CC. CC. Oh, it is too. What the hell, Ben? <laughs> oh. Ben, you haven't been watching your adult videos. No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've let down the Lord and Master Heidek. I've got to, like, go shame myself somewhere. All right, Jeff. Jenny would have been... <sighs> Give me an answer. Jan. No, the correct answer was Jake. That's Jake's wife, Jenny. Ah, that's right. Their emotional reunion. All right, anyways, oh. next one. Maybe this will be Ben's too. I'm just going to say that for every single one. <laughs> All right. Survivor One World, and the loved one's name is Beth. I think it goes to Ben. Is that Kim Spradlin's sister? That is Kim Spradlin's sister. Kim never fails me. <laughs> it is now seven to two. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, next one. It is Survivor Gabon, and the loved one's name is Jamie. Jeff. Was that Maddie's girlfriend come fiancé? Yes, it is. You know yes, how I knew that? You know how I knew that? We're doing a quiz very soon on Survivor Oz, and one of the like the questions in the hard category was, what was the name of Maddie's girl that he proposed to? And only one person got that correct. Hmm. And I wouldn't have had a clue if somebody had asked me that before I knew that question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Help to come up with trivia. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It is now eight to two as we go to one of my uh, personal favorites. All right. Next one, Token Cheens, Mitchell. Jeff. Is that Aaron's relative? No. <laughs> yes, Ben. Coach? It is. That is Coach's assistant coach, Mitchell. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, of all the people that were there, like, I remember Coach had, like, some guy come there. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> is that my three? I've got my three. Yes. You got your three. It's now eight to three. Anything else is a bonus from here on in. <laughs> Next one. One world. The loved one's name is Robbie. Jeff. Was that Cat's cousin? That was Cat's cousin. That's what I was going to go for. Good guess. Good answer. Nine to three. 
As we move on to the next one, Survivor. Well, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say the season, and then I'm just gonna give you the name, and then if you both fail miserably, then I will give you the season. How about we do that? <laughs> can I guess? <laughs> can I can I jump you? Can I can I guess before you give me it? Can I just like be a real be a real smart ass? If you really want to, I guess you can, but then it opens it up to Jeff. Well, look, I, I'm willing to risk it for my fourth point. Okay. Is it Laura Bonham? Is it Laura Bonham? No. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. See, look, you can see where I was coming with that. I'm happy with my guess. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. The loved one's name is Fernando. Oh. Is, yeah. that, is that Lydia's brother? No. Since you both already guessed, I will now give you the season. It is Heroes versus Villains. Jeff. That was Sandra's brother. Sandra's relative. Sandra's uncle, Fernando, uncle. correct. Uh, see, I wouldn't, yeah, no, nah, wouldn't have got that. Ten to three, all right. We're uh, closing near the end here. All right. Thailand. We're going back to Thailand, Ben. The loved one's name is Alwan. Alwan. Yes, Ben. Ted. That is Ted's brother, yes. You got four. You beat your goal. Ah, uh, look, just, you know, got to achieve high in life, don't we? Yep. All right, next one. China. Loved one's name is Robert. Ben. Is that Courtney's dad? No. Jeff. Was that Denise's husband? That was Denise's husband. Did Courtney even bring a dad out? Who did Courtney have that season? Did Courtney have anyone? Did I know Todd and Amanda she... had had their sisters. She had a loved one. I don't remember who it was though. Yeah. 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 All right, only two left. This next 60. one, this next one, is two people, and I'm just gonna tell you the names, not the season. All right, John and Arlene. Ben. Guessing it's from Caramoan. Uh, uh, uh. Cochran's people? Cochran's parents is correct. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was really going to say Dawn, and then I was like, oh, Cochran? <laughs> his, uh, his dad's name is also John Cochran. So. Ah, okay then. There you go. I could double my, my dream here. I could get to six. You could get to six right here. It's five to 11. You could make it a lot more respectful if you get the last one right. All right. Here we go. We got another Karamoan, David. Jeff. Brenda's dad. Incorrect. Ben, you can get six points right here. You should get this. It's really easy if you think about it. There's only two options. Dawn. That is correct. Don's <laughs> husband. 
Woo! <laughs> All right. Same. Uh, woo's not on there, so we couldn't go. Woo! <laughs> you just gotta shout your name, Ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't want the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> but uh, the final score, six to eleven, much more respectable than your one point. But congratulations, Jeff. Good job. Good it job. Maybe the first game Jeff has won all season. So it's been hey, a rough season. I'm glad I could help. I'm glad I can help you. It's a, it's been a rough season. You've had a lot of survivors beat him. It's been pretty sad. Ah, uh, like who? Who's, who's, who's been the worst at thrashing you? If you had Colt Knight, he would have killed your ass in anything. He's just a, a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> Actually, I think, well, not a survivor, but uh, Adam from uh, Big Brother, he's a huge survivor fan. He came on, and every time we do a survivor versus Big Brother trivia type thing, and... Uh... Now, I want to be very clear about my competition with Adam. It came down to one point, and the last <laughs> question... Was that it was about Survivor versus Big Brother challenges, and the last question was a challenge that Adam competed on. It was his last challenge that he lost, and that sent him home. And that no. was the point that I lost on. No, it was the oh. challenge that he won. Oh, sorry. It was the only. <laughs> it was the only challenge that he won. But anyways, he didn't even remember he won that challenge. He's like, oh yeah, I guess that was my my challenge I won. Look, if you if you want an absolutely guaranteed blowout victory, put me on one of those episodes because I've never watched an episode of US Big Brother in my life. So there you go. <laughs> you <laughs> I could tell you, Willie, Willie Hans, Hayden, um, Rachel Riley, and the evil dick guy I've heard of. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I try to cater to whatever guests we have on. So, you know, if okay. we have Yao Man, maybe I'll throw in a science question or two. <laughs> Well, I'll take you on an Australian Big Brother trivia. Considering <laughs> I know nothing about it, I could be asking very obvious questions. <laughs> Was there a Australia version of Big Brother? Yes or no? <laughs> but anyways, congratulations, Jeff, for winning. Uh, thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. It's been uh, great. We always enjoy having you on. It's a blast. Uh, you want to tell everyone where that you, they can... Uh, Find Survivor Oz before you go? They can find us at SurvivorOz.com, absolutely. Uh, check us out on uh, iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, all that. And, um, yeah, pleasure, guys, being here. Always always a lot of fun chatting to you. And, uh, yeah, keep up the great work on the show. Uh, it's brilliant. And um, enjoy enjoy what you do, guys. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. We'll definitely still be uh, following you and all that you do as well. Um so yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks a whole lot for being on. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, guys. Anytime. Hopefully, we can have you on again next season, and maybe you can get some redemption against Jeff. Uh, I I will start studying on um, loved ones and U.S. Big Brother to get ready for <laughs> it. <laughs> Jeff, you better start studying your Australian Big Brother, and that way we'll have we'll just, the competition will just be Australian Big Brother versus American Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun, fun contest. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. You can check us out on uh, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com or on Facebook, on iTunes, David and Jeff Survivor Podcast. Thank you again so much, Ben, and we will be back next week. We're hopefully, within the next week or two, going to be talking with Kathy Sleckman again. 
we had her on, Ben, for our preview podcast. The first time she ever looked at the, the videos of the cast before the premiere and everything, and she gave us a whole bunch of superlatives of what they were most likely to do on this season. So we're going to be catching imagine. up with her to see if any of those came true. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Goodbye. Bye. There you go.